Welcome, my friends, to the 82nd Annual Academy Awards Nominations Podcast. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> I was trying to keep quiet through that. That was awesome. Unsuccessful. No, no, not successful. But yes, okay, so this is, we're going to title this episode 17.5 be, uh, because our, our podcast has evolved to the point where we're now doing a... Indeed. Releases, oh, apparently. Yes. I don't know. Um, but this isn't... Uh, I wouldn't consider this necessarily a regular episode, but we're going to talk about the, the the Academy Award nominations that just came out. Yes, and unfortunately, we're, we haven't seen too many of them. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the, my weakest year when it comes to seeing the pictures that were nominated. Well, I, I know, and there's... You know, I don't know what it is. As I get older, I'm like, I want to see that, and then I never do. I know. Well, I used to. I used to make a point, and I may have. Uh, may I may have mentioned this on the last one, but I used to make a point of seeing all the uh, all the pictures. And see now, because it's the Academy Awards, I can't just. I can't stop calling them pictures. I don't know what it is. <laughs> all the movies that uh, were nominated, but this year I just went. You know, just yeah, fucking hell with it. Well, but see, they 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 expanded it to ten. To bring people like you back to the Oscars. Which pushed me further away, to be honest oh, with you. I, honestly, is... I think uh, when I heard the ten they nominated, I was like, eh, makes sense. They all probably deserve to be there, except for maybe the blind side. But whatever. Yeah, that I didn't really get why that was such a sentimental... I mean, I, I mean, get it, it. It's I mean, America loves sports movies. It's got Sandra Bullock. It's heartwarming. Apparently. I and it's know. a true story. You yes. know, whatever. Does but, the, what, the guy plays for the Ravens or anything? Yeah, he does. Um, but, hey, good call. Being this big, the giant sports fan that you are. Oh, yes. Um, but, okay, here's what I wanted to say, too. Okay, the nomination... We're recording this on Wednesday. The nominations came out at an ungodly hour yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, and then I read, and, may, and this is probably news that was a little bit delayed, but I get, God, excuse me, we, I get this email uh, from boxofficemojo.com. Oh, yes. Or as I like to call it, boxofficemojo.com. Of course. And then, uh, and <laughs> just today I read this, that Avatar had passed Titanic for the number one grossing movie of all time. I think it passed it a week ago. Was yes. it a week ago? Uh-huh. Really? And I just got this email today? Yeah. Well, fuck you, box office mojo. Because I, I, rem- I think it was last week because I remember reading and saying, well, Monday it's going to pass Titanic. And I think it was last week, not this week. That's ridiculous. And this is just a tangent. We'll get, I promise we'll get right back to the Academy Awards. But, okay. Why is it ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Okay. I get... Okay, Titanic, right? Uh, there was this giant demographic that I guess went a little untapped for a long time yeah. of these sort of uh, anywhere from say t- 13 to 30 year old women <laughs> that w- yeah. that w- that wanted to see that and it was this big romantic epic and it was and yeah. the guys would yeah. sort of go well, well we'll see a big ship sink I guess we'll go and see it and they'd cry too no. um, but uh, w- what's the who who are all these people that are going to see Avatar? Everybody, literally. I I I don't know too many people that haven't been. 
You're and sitting on the couch I, with one. I know, and it's amazing to me considering what a movie fan that you are. I know, but see the thing... It, and a fan of James Cameron. This movie is not exactly obtuse. It's straightforward. It's action-adventure. It's science fiction. Sure. It's fun, and the reason everybody loves it is because it is such an experience. You know, you go there... The 3D the, and all that. The 3D, the special effects, the whatever... It look it's 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 so um, it's such a leap forward in, in technology that it that it it's, it becomes a pretty amazing experience. Even though the huh. movie, uh, by and large, the the story is um, pretty uh, plain. Okay, well, I, I I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying, yeah. but it just when I saw the trailers and the all that, I kind of went. Okay, you know, looks decent. I, I don't know if I'd just run out to see it on opening night or anything, but now it's the biggest grossing movie ever now? Yes. And James Cameron now has the two biggest grossing movies of all time? Yeah. What the fuck? That guy made a deal with the devil. <laughs> Him and Macaulay Culkin. He knows Culkin. how to make movies, mister. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess it kind of wore off on uh, his... Uh, on Catherine Bigelow, though, because those are, you know. <laughs> and now there's, I've, I've been reading article after article that said Cameron's biggest competition, his ex-wife. Right, yeah, it's kind of weird, though, right? Well, honestly, you could say that about half of Hollywood, I think. What, that they're his ex-wife? Yes. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine. Linda Hamilton is his biggest competition. No, well, but, okay, fine. <laughs> Linda essentially retired with her $100 million. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, uh, there's Gail and Heard too. I think yeah, that. that's true. Okay, I get, yeah, but I just, I just got this, this, <laughs> I got this picture of like of Susie Ami being at the Oscars, going please with her fingers crossed. You know? <laughs> Best picture directed by Susie yeah, Ami. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. I don't know. She, uh, I always had a kind of a soft spot for uh, Last Days. Was it? With Ray Fine? Oh, um, starts with an S. Strange Days. Yes. With with him and Juliette with Lewis. With the memory devices or whatever. Yeah, I always kind of had a soft spot for that movie for some reason. I didn't. Well, and then Angela of course there's Bassett. Hey. Um, I mean, Near Dark, it's good. I enjoy it. Um, but other than that, you know, like K nineteen, The Widowmaker, whatever. Oh come on, man! Point Break. Yes. That was Catherine Bigelow. Point Break is iconic. I guess that's right. I guess that's her biggest. And to be quite honest, I saw it once when I was like 12 and didn't really like it, so I've never seen it again. Oh, I can't be friends with you anymore. Point Break. I'm an FBI agent, (laughs) dude. I mean, okay, anyway, we're digressing. Oscars. Okay, so you want to go from you want to do the uh, the Oscar style and go from sort of the minor categories and work our way up. Yeah, sure. Okay. Are there any minor categories you had to in mind? Well, one that I when I was sort of glancing through the list there, I think it's kind of hilarious that they actually nominated any other movies besides Up for uh, best (laughs) animated animated feature. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, what's okay? So what's in the, what's in there besides up? 
Where the hell is it? Jesus. It's Christ. the uh, second or third page of the list there. Film editing? Or maybe it's the first page. I think it is. Oh, God, we need it to get is. organized. So the, the nominees for Best Animated Feature Film of the Year are... Bill Shatner should do that every year, okay? Um, Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Princess and the Frog, The Secret of Kells, who the hell's ever heard of that, <laughs> and Up. You Okay, well, I can see Coraline... Okay, and I've seen Coraline. I can see Coraline giving up a little bit of a run for its money, but Pixar is like this bulldozer when it comes to... Yeah. You know? It's true. The thing is, is I didn't love Up. I never actually saw... It looked really depressing. And from everything I heard, it was depressing. Yeah, yeah. The first 30 minutes are sad, and they're really great storytelling. It's almost silent. There's there's no... um, uh, similar to um, whatever that Wally? was. Wally. Yes. Um, there's there's almost no words in the in the in the opening twenty fifteen or twenty minutes, um, and uh, it's it's pretty beautiful filmmaking. But once they actually get to South America, the story takes a turn, and it just becomes not so interesting anymore. Okay. Well, and again, I haven't seen it, but. I don't know, again, why Why even bother nominating The Princess and the Frog? Because it's, Cause it's the movie. only other animated movie? Yeah, well. It's like, if they, had a, if they had a category called movies about uh, golden retrievers, you know, it's <laughs> like, you, well, you have to nominate something. Well, I know, sometimes Marley it seems like they struggle to fill that, that, um, that category since they created it. Because, like, one year Surf's Up was nominated. I was like, really? That really dumb one? <laughs> Yeah, about well, the surfing penguins. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's funny though is that when I was looking at the list, the way it printed off is the very last line at the bottom of the page was the next category besides yeah. animated, uh-huh. and I was and I just I missed it, and I went I turned the page and I thought <laughs> it was a, kept going for the list, and the next one on the list is Avatar. It's <laughs> like, well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> You know, I was like, what? I don't think Avatar has much competition there. But, um, so I, but if, I, if I were to pick, if my pick, if we're picking, if I'm picking... What are you picking, Phil? In the category, picking... <laughs> okay, pick it! I'd say Coraline, the dark horse. You think so? Yes. You think that's one of those sort of uh, uh, I think everybody's behind gonna, kind of things? Everybody's going to expect up... And because of that, a lot of the voters will go, oh, everybody loved Up, but, you know, Coraline's better. And they're going to give their votes to Coraline because they think it's a soft-hearted vote, but everybody's going to do it and nobody's going to vote for Up. You think so? That's my you know, suspicion. I, I actually wouldn't bet against that. Mm. Do you... You've seen both, right? I have. Which do you think, just objectively, which was better? Coraline. You think so? Because I've seen Coraline, but I haven't seen Up. Coraline is is better filmmaking, more interesting filmmaking. It's uh, and more interesting animation. Okay, fair enough. And you know what? Like I said, I would not bet against that because you always get those sort of in the sort of I would say the B level categories. Yeah, those are where you get the upsets. Things like supporting actress, you know, or uh, whatever. Yeah, well, the you know to to talk about that, it, you know, everybody always says that, but then. And maybe you do get upsets, but it seems like the past few years, it's been pretty obvious who was going to win which one. 
Yeah, you know, possibly. The, the suspense of it has gone out of it. I think. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, let's 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 do. Here's what we'll do, and this is this is the way I'd like to do it. If you don't want to, let me know. I would like to do one major category and then just one sort of oddball. Sounds good to me. All right, so that would you would you consider that a major category or an oddball? Oddball. The animated. Yes. Okay, so let's do a major category then. Let's work up from the bottom. Say supporting actress. Uh, performance by an actress in a supporting role, Penelope Cruz in Nine, the wine scene. <laughs> Vera, Vera Farmiga in Up in the Air, Oy. Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, however you want to pronounce it, <laughs> in Crazy Heart, and in Brokeback Mountain. Oh wait, no, that wasn't her. <laughs> that was her twin brother. <laughs> They're both equally unattractive. Anyway, Anna Kendrick in Up in the Air. And Monique in Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Oh, do we, okay. Do we have to <laughs> refer to it as the whole... Why did they make that the whole title? Do you think that Precious... That was like part of the contract? I guess. Maybe they thought nobody would see it, so they're like, Hey, this is that book you liked. <laughs> they don't get read anyway. The 19 people that read this book, here's the movie. I guess it was a pretty popular book. Yeah, I guess it was too. But you know what I'm going to say? Is that this is one of those categories where it, it's, and you see this every year. You see it coming. You don't want it to happen. You go, oh, really? Do we have to do this again this year? And I'm going to predict that Monique is going to win. Well, yeah, just looking at these nominees, it's like, uh, nobody, 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 nobody. Monique! Yeah, Monique's good. Yeah, but Vera Formiga, I mean, she's... Well, no, 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 but I mean, they're, they're, they're not so interesting performances, is what I mean. And okay. then you've got Monique with this supercharged, uh, you know, mother role, and she's gonna win. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm ready to have an Academy Award winner named <laughs> Monique, and that's it. <laughs> Why? I we just... had an Academy Award winner named Cher. How was that any better? Cher, unfortunately, wasn't a really, really dirty comedian. Exactly. I just have you ever I just seen don't her? Think that, I mean, yeah. Her. Yeah. Her no, I have seen it. Is dirty. I have seen it. Christina Aguilera, dirty. Ooh, Christina Aguilera. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. I guess my point is, is that I don't think that anybody should just have an Oscar stat should have an Oscar statue with just one name on it. That's just my opinion. Maybe I hold the Oscars in a little bit higher regard than some people. Oh Jesus! Oh come on! I I don't. And I'm not just talking about Monique. I'm talking about Cher. I'm talking about Madonna. I'm talking about Prince. Madonna's never won an Oscar. Prince has. Fine. So that's just not cool with me. That doesn't sit well with me. Oh my god! Does it matter? That's their name. Yeah, are you know. What? Are you asking uh, Madonna to put on her real name on the Oscar? What yes. And I want if Michael J. Fox ever wins. What if Monique is actually Monique's real name? You just want her to add her Monique, last name, uh, Jones or whatever. Washington. Yeah. Oh. oh. See, I didn't go there. <laughs> but, but see, you know what the best example of that would be? Uh-huh. And this is what I want just for comedy's sake. If Michael J. I want Michael J. Fox uh-huh. to win an Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> now I'm thinking about this wrong. No, I want Michael Keaton to win an Oscar. Okay. So that it would say Michael Douglas on it, because that's his real name. Okay. Just because I think that would be funny. And then Michael Douglas would come over to a party at his house and steal it. And go and put it on his mantle. All right, what you can't see is that I'm patting Amos on the head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that true, though? Michael Keaton's name is actually Michael Douglas? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Because there, there can only be one registered person under a name and for, uh, with for the, the Actors Guild. Right. That's why you have people who are named Michael J. Fox. Because there was yeah. already a Michael Fox registered. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that would be funny. Convoluted, but <laughs> funny. Ha <laughs> ha, funny. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's let's move on to an oddball. Monique, I wish you the best of luck. Really, I do. Uh, and you know, the engravers will have a thirty <laughs> second shorter day thanks to you. Putting that apostrophe in. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact there's an apostrophe in it. I want Jay Wow to win an Oscar. Who the hell is Jay Wow? From the Jay Wow. Oh. Speaking of the Jersey Shore, I never mentioned this on the on the uh, uh-huh. on the podcast. What was our names that I sent you? I said that they I were no idea. Was, I didn't even was a, know what you were talking about at the time. I went to the Jersey Shore name generator, mm. and yours was orange juice. Oh, and great. what was mine? Mine was like, oh, because there's that guy named the, the Situation. Juice. I'm going to look this up the as impact. we're talking. I think yours was something like the impact. The impact in orange juice. Great. How cool is that? We fit right in with Snooky in the situation. Situation. And Snooky and JWoww. And, well, I, I have to assume one of the guys' name is Vinny. <laughs> I think it is, though, actually. Probably. Anyway, whatever. Okay, <laughs> oddball category. Not the best of the Jersey Shore, oh. but what do you got there? I don't know. Just what randomly open it and find one that sounds goofy. <laughs> that sounds goofy. Achievement in cinematography. How about cinematography? Ooh, cinematography. Uh, Avatar. The cinematograph. Yes. The nominees are Avatar, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, <laughs> The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards, Will. and The White Ribbon. Uh yeah, that one. <laughs> um, well, okay, but how do you how do you nominate Inglorious Bastards for that? That was just a straightforward sort of filmed movie, filmed entertainment, if you will. <laughs> because it's a pretty picture, my friend. You did you ever finish well, it? Ah, uh, I haven't finished it, but I watched. I mean, I watched the. How much can it change from the first half to the second? I mean, it looks good. I wouldn't say it looks. Yeah, it bad. looks good, and and you end up with the with those scenes of her of her face. Uh, you haven't seen it anyway. God, <sighs> no, I get it. I, am I disqualified from this podcast? I at think this you point are. From? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Damn it! I've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh, Avatar, it's so, it's so you know, 90% of it is computer generated. How can you say they have great cinematography? That's what I was just of that. Yeah, get, that was the point I was going to make. Because that's not really cinematography. That's more like programming. <laughs> exactly. You know, who can use their Apple, I, you know, the best? <laughs> well, I don't know how you'd, you know, uh, fancy that one up, church it up. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place tonight, Phil. 
obvious. Like, so, but no, I, I guess I. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you, the look of it is good, I could, you just have to consider that cin- cinematography. Yeah, I guess. Could an animated film be nominated for cin- cinematography? I think obviously Avatar is bordering on that line. Sure, sure. Um, because Let's just throw the- Avatar out though, because <laughs> fuck that. I'm 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 rooting against Avatar for some reason this year. Oi. Uh, anyway. There is a, the White Ribbon is a black and white movie, so that'd be the first time in a while a black and white movie has been up for cinematography. Was Schindler's List up for cinematography? Of course, yeah. Well, that was up for everything. Yeah. It was up for <laughs> best foreign language Did film. Did you know that <laughs> I think it's in the mid-60s, they used to have two cinematography uh, categories? Black and white in color? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And see, I think that's cool, but I mean, how many black and white movies really come out anymore? yeah. Not too many, but at the time, but I mean, and and the funny thing about that is, and yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna lecture you people. Black <laughs> and white is more expressive and more interesting to watch frequently than any color movie because you can use the shadows so much. Sure. Well, there's a way to use both. I think. I think both have their ups and downs, kind of. I guess. You know, that's like that joke that I mentioned on one of the previous podcasts about uh, Frank Miller saying the, the spirit was a. Was a full color film. They just didn't use all of them. <laughs> okay. So anyway, well, Frank Miller's an idiot. Frank Miller is quite the idiot. So anyway, uh, cinematography. I don't know. Fuck it. I'll go with. They're the black all and white. pretty. I'm gonna root for the black and white one just because nobody's won it in forever with a black and white movie. Good choice. You know what though? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think off the top of my head that Inglorious Bastards will probably win. You think so? Looking at these, and I haven't seen The Hurt Locker, so I can't tell, but I think of, of the three of them, I mean, or, or of the five of them, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, who gives a shit? Yeah. And, uh, and Avatar, I think people will be confused by the animation and probably not vote for it. So, I haven't seen The Hurt Locker. Uh, the White Ribbon's always going to be pretty, and Inglorious Bastards was pretty, so I'll say it. Okay. Well, like you said, I, I, that's one of those ones where I go, well, whatever. I just hope Avatar doesn't win because it's not really cinematography. Indeed. But I'll root for the black and white one. It's like rooting for the underdog in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody loves an underdog. Always. Except for the movie underdog. Nobody loved that. Not true. I was in, I was in the Walmart <laughs> the other day and a little Mexican girl was going, underdog is here! Really? Yes. Wow. Never fear. Underdog is here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I underestimated underdog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bazing. Hey, I beat you to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So our next uh, semi-big category is performance by an actor in a uh, role super teen. Ooh. Talk about churching it up. (laughs) Uh, Matt Damon in Invictus. Woody Harrelson in The Messenger. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Zombieland. (laughs) Come on, Phil. Roll with the punches here. Christopher Plummer in The Last Station. Stanley Tucci in The Lovely Bones. And Christopher... Christoph, sorry. Waltz in Inglorious Bastard. Here's my iron lock guarantee. Christoph Waltz is winning that. Correct. (laughs) End of discussion. No, but I, I... Actually, everything I've read... Over any movie websites, any movie reviews, any movie, uh, I don't know, podcasts. 
as if there's any out there. <laughs> Besides uh, ours. Yeah. Uh, is just saying that Christoph Waltz is just an ironclad lock to win this. Pretty much. I mean, uh, it's, it's, if, it, if there's one complaint I've heard about that movie, it's that um, Tarantino made the Germans too cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously, Waltz in the movie is playing evil, but he does it so gleefully. It's <laughs> well, kind of fun, you know? Oh, I'm sure there are tons of gleeful Nazis out there, though. <laughs> you know, we were Nazis. Genocide is fun. Ooh, brought that to a crash. Oh. Yeah, if you didn't see that on the video portion, Phil did the ooh collar thing, you know. Uh, again, it. didn't I do that uh, over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, I like I said, everything I've heard says that he's just basically, he, he might as well just have the, uh, the yeah, statue right now. Pretty much. I, you know, I'm sure Harrelson was good in The Messenger, I didn't see it. I don't even know what the last station is. I don't either. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, most people say he's the best part of The Lovely Bones. And Matt Damon, I don't know. That's like a sop to the fact that that movie was made. That's, and, I think that's almost just saying to uh, uh, Matt Damon and or Eastwood, hey, huh, good job, you made a movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was about apartheid, so we'll, yeah. we'll nominate you. you. You did that accent real yeah, well. Yeah, hey, good job, buddy. Well, you know what's interesting about Invictus is I read this, uh, this column on ESPN.com by a guy who is very into sports. In uh-huh. fact, his nickname on the column is the sports guy. Mm-hmm. And he's also very into movies and pop culture and stuff. So he's sort of like the perfect storm for me. Okay. Um, and he was saying that uh, he didn't like... One of the reasons he didn't like Invictus very much... And this is... Th- it, he even said in, in the column that this may be considered quibbling. Yeah. But that the guy that Matt Damon is playing... Uh-huh. Who's obviously based on a real guy? Yeah, uh, was this sort of? He was a rugby player for South Africa, but he was sort of like this freakish athlete. He uh-huh. was like six and a half feet tall, and he yep. was this brutish guy. And it's Matt Damon, and Matt Damon. Yeah, if he cracks five nine, <laughs> he's lying. I um, uh, I actually read someplace that, or maybe somebody told me that um, that Matt Damon actually met the guy. And went to Eastwood and was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right, this is, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Eastwood was like, we'll make it work, we'll make it work. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I, I but, mean, nobody else outside of South Africa knows that the guy is 18 feet tall. And well, like, uh, Bill Simmons pounds. did. <laughs> but, but whatever, anyway, that was just My something. My quibble with that movie, if we're talking about that movie. Ooh, phone call. Pause. Okay, we're back. Uh, it was a great phone call. It was. A, that was. Awesome. Anyway, my one quibble with Invictus, uh, if there was one, and it's a big one. It, it really impacted the movie. I think the movie was pretty good. They didn't explain what was going on in the game. Yeah, yeah. it was such a. It was so distracting because you'd, you'd be sitting there watching the rugby games and you're like, I don't know. What, oh, good, they kicked it. Yeah, and yeah. You know, occasionally somebody would, uh, one character would turn to another and go, "We're winning." Yeah, and you're like, oh, great, somebody good. told me. Oh, good, they're winning. I mean, yeah. I, I just kept sitting in there going, Eastwood, all you have to do is have a fucking announcer. Yeah. And they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there is not exactly a giant rugby audience in America. All right. And if you just have an announcer saying, 
all they need to do right here, and that's an Australian accent for some reason, <laughs> but, um, you know, all they need to do here is, is uh, advance the ball here and kick it, and they'll win. And, you, and you'd go, okay, that's what they need to do. Exactly. You don't just watch guys ramming into each other and go, oh, well, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, how many people in this country even know what the scrum is? If you when, right. you when you see all those guys hovering around the ball, I know what they're doing because I know a little bit about rugby. But most people be like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, right. I mean, I know, you know, I know enough about rugby to know what a scrum is, but to be honest with you, if you asked me what are the most th- what are the three most important rules in rugby? I'd be like, uh, uh <laughs> kick the balls uh, for some reason, <laughs> and then have a scrum and then some guy throws it to another guy and just gets plowed by some other guy. Those are the rules. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Australian people running into each other real hard. Exactly. I don't know. And I consider myself a pretty big sports fan. And I don't know the rules of rugby. Me neither. Apparently Eastwood sort of went, what, what the fuck does yeah, it matter? I, well, I read, I read something about that too, where Eastwood had no idea what the game of rugby was about. So said, and here he is directing a movie based he, around rugby. He wanted to do the movie. They found this story, and he's like, eh, well, it's more about Mandela, so we'll just kind of sideline the rugby. But you have to have the rugby in there, goddammit. Yeah, well, that's sort of the vehicle, though, isn't exactly. it? Rugby? Yes. Uh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. I'm going to say that the, again, Inglorious Bastards dude, whatever his name is. Christoph Wolf. Yeah, that guy. He He's going to win. Yes. Okay. And you know what? You could take that to the bank, listeners. <laughs> if there is a bank. Or you can take it to wherever the hell you want to because I already know it. Woohoo! Woo! Okay. <laughs> so, an oddball category. Oh, Lord. See, how do you talk about these? It's like, you know, when you're really judging achievement in makeup. Well, really? this is where the comedy portion comes in, Phil. Okay. All right. I so think you achieve- made a pretty good point about the makeup earlier. <laughs> I've got a couple jokes, actually. Okay, the, <laughs> awesome. ach- the achievement in makeup is Il Divo. Who, who the hell knows? Some Italian picture. The 80s did it. Uh, Star Trek and the young Victoria. Now, of which I know what one of those movies are. Exactly. So, Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They put ears on Spock. Yeah. And And other than that, most of their, you know, like, quote-unquote makeup effects were, like, a digital, making the one lady's eyes bigger or whatever. Most of them were digital effects, not makeup effects. You forget one very important component of that movie, Phil. The green lady? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you took me off guard on that one, but yeah, she was awesome. Uh, I'd like to be the makeup person on her. Hey, bazing. That's my new thing now. Anyway, no, you're, you're forgetting. You're, I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, I know. You're forgetting one very important component of the makeup effects in that movie. Making Chris Pine look taller. <laughs> <laughs> that and the guy with the sharpie drawing tattoos on the Romulans' heads. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Exactly. You get sort of a fine point sharpie. Mm-hmm. Makeup effects, baby. <laughs> and you can say you won an Oscar for that. Either that or you're a high school student doodling. I don't know. I think we talked about this before. What does it say about this country when a guy named Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez has to change his name to Clifton Collins Jr. to get any work? <laughs> and that's as a Romulan. 
that's sort of like the black hole of names right there. You got the you got the the uh, repetitive Mexican name, which is awesome, by the way. Uh-huh. Then you have the uh, I changed my name to get work in America name. <laughs> then you have I'm playing an alien with fucking seventy three consonants and fourteen uh, apostrophes <laughs> in his name, and nobody knows my name in the movie anyway. Exactly, I'm just the sidekick. Oh, of the good movie. lord. Anyway, okay, and then my other joke. I just hope Star Trek wins just for the Spock ears and the Sharpies. I'm sure it will. I mean, you I, haven't, so? I haven't seen Il Divo, Ooh, and, and I haven't seen Young Victoria, but... Uh, and the green chick. Uh, hey! Um, <laughs> that was hard. But my, other, <laughs> my, my other joke was, the Young Victoria stars Emily Blunt. The makeup effect? Making her look young. <laughs> And or attractive. <laughs> hey. Wow, we're on it tonight. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to call this podcast, I'm going to call it the Oscar episode, and then a secondary or buzzing. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm loving this. All right, let's go on to the next. Uh, so, let's see. <coughs> what would be the next? Sort of big category. Uh, best actress. Actress in a leading role. Alrighty then, let's do so, it. So, Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Helen Marin in The Last Station. Carrie Mulligan in An Education. Gabure Sidibe in Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> and Meryl Streep in Julie and Julia. Uh, yeah. I actually don't know who two of those people are. What do you mean? Let me see the list again. Okay, okay. You don't know who Sandra Bullock is? Uh, is that Jim J. Bullock's sister? Yes. Okay. okay. Helen Marin? Uh, rings a bell. Alright. Carrie Mulligan? No. Yeah, okay. Gabure Sidibe. I have no idea if that's actually. You, you know what? I used to live next door to her. <laughs> I did it when she was fitting. You know, me and her went out when we were in middle school. Or whatever. No, I have no idea who that is. That's the big fat chick from Precious, the main character. That's Precious, the young chick. Yes. Oh. Okay, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm like, the, uh, the what? Amos' eyes just bulged out of his head. Oh! Oh, okay, I had an epiphany. And, just, and just to make sure you know who Meryl Streep is. Uh, she was in some, like, uh, Jason Statham movie one time, right? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Joan Allen. Oh. Ah. <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> So, Meryl Streep is the perennial. I think every year she has to get nominated oh, God. for something. Can she, you know what? She can make a sex tape and get nominated. <laughs> oh, please, everybody. No. This <laughs> is so enjoyable. It was so fun to do. Oh, God. I can't even believe I brought up a Meryl Streep sex tape. I would say, not admittedly not having seen any of them, that the most likely winner is most likely Gabure Sidibe. Wait a minute, is she the, the little girl? She's the 14 or 15 year old. Okay, yeah. The, yeah. the gigantically yeah, fat yeah, one? Yeah, 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 little girl. Okay. 14, 15, that's a little girl. Oh, whatever. Anyway, okay. she, but she ain't little as much. <laughs> oh, we're not talking... <laughs> we're talking age, not girth here. Uh, hey. Hard to separate in this category. But anyway, uh, I would or say either the her. dark horse, the maybe winner... Sandra Bullock. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking that the uh, you see, if Sandra Bullock was nominated in supporting actress, I think she'd win it. I think she's unquestionably the lead in that movie, and she already won the Globe. Well, I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it or something like that. I think that's one of those roles where if it was a supporting actress category role, she would want it. Well, maybe. But I'm but, thinking the girl from, uh, you know, from the the the, <laughs> the fat girl movie. Uh, <laughs> Precious. Yes. Um, or Meryl Streep, actually. I don't think Meryl Streep has a chance. Uh, really? Because she's nominated every fucking year and she wins every other fucking year. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, though, is that I've heard... And this is for playing Julie... Julia Christie, or whatever. What Julia Child. Childs! Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> uh. No, but you know what? The reason that I think that... Uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is the only competition to Precious. Huh. Well, I would have to disagree on that. And the reason is this. Yes. Every single thing that I've heard from anybody that's seen the Julia Child movie... Mm. Julia Child or Childs? Childs. Okay has said that that movie, they went into it kind of saying, oh, you know, this might be okay, but they just completely and totally enjoyed it from the beginning to end. Yes. And I think that counts for maybe more than you're giving it credit for. I don't think so. No? I, I, I think... I think, it's a, I think it's most likely a wonderful performance by Meryl because she rarely gives it a bad one. But, um, but Sandra Bullock... That movie is so loved, uh, and it's so recent, sure. and it's going to be fresh in people's minds, that they're going to go, oh, I saw that last week, let's vote for Sandra. And she's never been nominated before. Yeah. She's going to win it, if the okay. fat girl doesn't. If the fat girl doesn't. So it's... it's, it's uh... But I think in some ways, Monique might steal the fat... It's either... It's one or the other. Uh, I love how we're just referring to her as the fat girl. Hey, come on, her name is unfucking pronounceable. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't tisk me. I heard that. We have disembodio up here. <laughs> uh, you know, um, making comments. <laughs> but either Monique will win, and that will steal uh, steal uh, some of the votes from uh, the fat girl, or the fat girl will win, and that will steal some votes from Monique. I doubt both of them will win. I can't see both of them winning. Uh. And I see your point about Sandra Bullock, but I think that there I might be a little bit of a okay. There might be a little bit of a backlash against Sandra Bullock, being that she is Sandra Bullock. The last movie she America's was in, America's sweetheart. Okay, and this is just to illustrate my point. The last time we talked about Sandra Bullock on the podcast. Which is obviously not a sampling of America. <laughs> yeah. But it was me saying that I saw her naked in uh, that movie about with her run Ryan Reynolds, you know. I mean, what a year for her. I mean, she had an enormous hit in, uh, in The Proposal and uh, an enormous uh, hit and critical hit in uh, The Blind Side. And she's also up for a Razzie for Best Actress in All About Steve. <sighs> wow. You know what? I hope she sweeps... She, she, she sweeps the Oscars, the Razzies, and the nudies. <laughs> I okay. wish there was. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna, <laughs> I wish there was, too. I so, would just love to see the clip show. Oh! Bazing! Do you like am my side boob? Am I grinding that into the ground or I what? I think you are. Yeah, okay. So here's what I'm going to say. In my opinion, it's going to be... Uh, if I had to make a pick... 
You I'm, do? Okay, I'm going with... Uh, the fat chick. Okay. No, I'm not. Oh. No, 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 never mind. I changed my mind. I'm going with Meryl Streep. I'm going for the dark horse. I'm going for Sandra Bullock. And I'm right. I win my fucking Oscar pool every year. Ooh, well, you think you're pretty yeah, cool. I do. Okay, oddball category. Moving on. I don't fucking know. Let's just get this over with. I don't want to go on forever. Oh, fine. Best performance by an actor in a leading role. Okay. Jeff Bridges, Crazy Heart. George Clooney, Up in the Air. Colin Firth in A Single Man. Morgan Freeman, I'm reading the page, bitch, and it says single. Anyway. Wow. Morgan Freeman in Invictus. Serious Man is the Coen Brothers movie. Thank you. Uh, And Jeremy Renner in The Hurt Locker. Okay, uh, let's see. It's hard for me to take Jeremy Renner seriously since 28 weeks later. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. maybe he's great. I haven't seen the picture. I need to see the picture. The Hurt Locker? Yeah. I do too, actually, because uh, I have heard nothing but good things, and it sounds like a movie I would like. Yeah. Um, sounds like it's in my wheelhouse, if you will. Indeed. <laughs> In your wheelhouse. Are we on the Mississippi? Oh, are we? Why are we talking British accents right now? Shush. Okay. Shush. You know, I, just to tell a little story, I was sending an email the other day, and, uh, and I decided to type in harumph as a sign of indignation. <laughs> sure. And, and the fucking email spell check corrected my spelling of harumph. I was like, really? Enough people put harumph in email? Oh, so it corrected it, it to harumph from it, harumph? It added an extra R. Yes. Wow. I, it's like, no, you didn't spell harumph correctly. Wow. <laughs> it's like, okay, anyway. Dude, that's getting Side out of control. Over. That's like 1984 shit right there. Exactly. So, uh, Morgan Freeman nominated mostly because it's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and he's, he's playing, playing Mandela. Mandela. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to throw that one out right now. It's, it's, it's almost a stilted performance. I know you're playing Mandela and you want to be like Mandela. You still have to create your own character. Sure. And that stilted talking style may have been Mandela's, but it comes off strange on screen. Sure. That, I'm going to throw that one out right now because it's way too obvious. Yes. <sighs> I don't think, I don't think uh, anybody thinks that a single man by, with Colin Firth is really that great. No, Colin so, Firth, sorry. You know, thanks for coming, but no. Yes. So that leaves George Clooney and Jeff Bridges. I say Jeff Bridges wins. It's supposed uh, to be... I mean, everything I've heard, uh, including from my brother, was that the movie wasn't great. But Bridges is ecstatically good in it. But Bridges is always ecstatically good. You go back and watch The Big Lebowski, and you will know he should have been up for Best Actor. I, think, I honestly think that he should have been nominated for Best Actor in The, be- in the, the Best Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Yes. I, mean, I think be he like, should have been up for Best Actor in Iron Man, goddammit. Wow. With, uh, no. I mean, the bald head, that did it for me. Well, you know what's funny? I swear to God, I, 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 I actually watched Iron Man not too long ago, and I went, oh, man, you know, this guy, he's versatile. He had the long hair and the big Lebowski. He was the hippie guy, and he had the big, long beard, and then he went bald. And I was like, <laughs> wow, there's not many guys that could do that. But I haven't seen the Jeff Bridges performance. No, I haven't either. But... 
I will say that I think, and I've heard it's it's excellent, but I think I I have this weird sort of feeling that they're going to give it to Clooney. You think? Because, and here's the reason why. Yeah. Because everybody loved Up in the Air, but it's not going to win for anything else. True. And so I think they're going to throw it a bone and give it to Clooney. I don't know. The the argument for Bridges is so... I mean, this will be his like fourth or fifth nomination. He's never won before. Uh, I mean, these go back a while. He was nominated for, for Starman, for Christ's sake, in like 83, and he should have won then too. Right. But this is... I think this is his year. Finally! It's Jeff Bridges' year, God damn it. I hope it is. In fact, I would rather that Jeff Bridges won it just because I like Jeff Bridges better than George Clooney. I don't have anything against George Clooney. I think he's... I do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I am always amazed by the fact that this guy has the weirdest business partners ever. I mean, Steven Soderbergh, that's okay. But his current one is Grant Heslov. Do you remember who mm. Grant Heslov is? No, I don't. Why don't you fill me in? He is the little, I would guess, Lebanese um, guy from Congo. A Romanian philanthropist? Something's voodoo. That? Really? With the curly hair? Really? That's Grant Heslov, and that is George Clooney's current uh, um, business partner. He co- they co-wrote uh, Good Night and Good Luck together. The guy directed um, Men Who Stare at Goats. I, I, huh. I'm like, uh, George, you're, sh- you're showing your B-ness when your best friend and business partner is Grant Heslov. Weird. Anyway. Okay, anyway. You know what? That yeah. reminds me of a story that I I am the only person, I think, ever who would realize this or recognize this. Uh-huh. But, okay. Let me ask you. Let me do just a little pop quiz, Hotshot. No what way. are the one, of the one of the more famous action slash disaster picture teams of the recent decade? Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. Ding, 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 you win. Uh-huh. Okay. What 80s movie uh-huh. did Dean Devlin have a one-line part in as an actor? I don't know. But he did start out, he's in Moon 44. Okay, that wasn't what I was thinking of. <laughs> but, real genius. Really? Okay. Yes. And I have, I didn't realize that until about the 45th time I'd watched it after <laughs> I knew who Dean Devlin was. Right. And I was watching it and I went... And there's this scene where uh, Val Kilmer throws this party where all the nerds are supposed to get laid. And I was like, and they, I was watching it and I went, oh my God, that looks like Dean Devlin. So I fast forward, I literally fast forwarded <laughs> to the uh, credits and it was, you know, whatever, Dean Devlin. He, okay, so this guy went to playing a nerd who wants to get laid at a pool party in a B-80s uh, science geek movie to a producer of some of the biggest disaster movies of all time that is correct and i think they met as an actor because i said moon 44 is one of roland's first pictures and maybe his first picture i think there's one or two before it okay but they're smaller (laughs) (laughs) than moon 44 yes wow with michael perret what like home movies and who is the black guy in it anyway i can't remember but dean devlin's in it and i think that's where they met well, okay. And became business partners, if you can believe it. Moon 44, the start of big things. Real genius, the start of big things. Fuck real genius. What? Fuck it. We're cutting this podcast off, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Jeeper Pussy anywhere. Fuck it. What's that from? 
That is from, from Dusk Till Dawn. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, best actor, who's winning it? Jeff Bridges. You say George Clooney? Uh, objectively, I would say that Clooney's going to win it. Uh, for who I'm rooting for, mm. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Now, so, achievement in directing. Doi. James Cameron, Cameron in Avatar. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Quentin Tarantino for Inglourious Bastards. And Lee Daniels for Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> I'm going to do that just oh, so you Oh, you better. Me. You better. And Jason Reitman for Up in the Air. Okay. Here's my opinions, because I know you're dying for them. Ooh. I think James Cameron's going to win. I don't want him to. I think that Ivan Reitman... <coughs> or Ivan Reitman. Jason. Jason Reitman. Son of Ivan. Yeah, yeah. Is the dark horse for this one. It's sort of the same theory as Clooney for Up in the Air. I think, you're missing, I think you're missing the boat here, Fred. You think it's the Hurt Locker? You think it's Catherine Bigelow? I think it's easily Catherine Bigelow. You think so? I think so. And I hope so. I really hope she wins. I do too, actually. Because I love every, every time Cameron has these... In the first one, the first big movie, he got divorced and he lost $100 million right. to Linda. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see him lose this directing Oscar to another ex-wife. Ooh, the spite vote. Yes. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Um, but, but no, I think I think everybody says it's wonderful. I, I you know, Catherine Bigelow is obviously not exactly a lighted talent. Well, here here's what I think though. I think that uh, this is one of those sort of domino effect things where if J- if people want Jason Reitman to win for Up in the Air, yeah, they're not going to give Clooney that one, right? Or well, but normally, see, I don't think Up in the Air has a, has a, has a you know, whatever, farts chance in hell of winning Best Picture. And normally, no, you're right. they do not separate those... those um, the those, picture and director? Yeah. No, the, mm. the, the, the instance of them separating to different pictures is very rare. Yeah, that's... Well, there was the very famous uh, Schindler's List episode. Correct. But anyway... I think that I really don't. I'm very I'm very undecided on this whether or not Cameron should win Best Director because here's the thing, from what I've heard, you know, from all my Hollywood insiders, of course, you know, because I have hundreds of them, uh, is that Cameron he he was he was that movie. Yeah, he, you know what I mean. He, he, his, he spent like seven years making the fucking thing. Right. So, as a director, the definition of director is that you sort of oversee the whole movie and whatever. And he certainly created a vision. That's, sure, that's, sure. And, and, and there's no denying that. Somehow, I think people are going to look at Jim and say, well, we gave it to you last time, not this time. I also think that Avatar, uh, some people may think, and I don't personally think this, but some people may think that Avatar is sort of a shoe-in for Best Picture. Only because of the gross. And that's another. That's a discussion it's, it's we'll hold not, off on. Okay, okay, okay. But, but anyway, um, but as far as these people go, I think there is a valid argument for any of them except for Lee Daniels. Yeah, I. But I you can, know here's what I, I can think. see Tarantino winning because he's got such a great history, 
and uh, and people like this movie so much. Sure. I can see Bigelow movie be, uh, Bigelow winning because this movie is supposed to be so good. Right. Avatar uh, is obviously revolutionizing filmmaking if you want to go that far. Sure, sure. And so I can see Cameron winning for Vision alone. Sure. And Reitman, uh, honestly, everybody says that that movie is so well done with the with the you know actual unemployed people at the beginning and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But. Oh, it's a, this one is hard to call because I think that any of the three could win it. I think it's either Reitman, Bigelow, or Cameron. And I think that what's going to happen is it's going to flip-flop. It's going to be, okay, either Cameron wins for Best Director and doesn't win for Best Picture. Right. Or Bigelow wins for Best uh, Director and not best picture, whatever. It's going to be one of the two, or Reitman is sort of like this dark horse, whatever. Because Up in the Air is not going to win best picture. Okay. Well, to make my call, to, say, okay. to lay my opinion on the line, okay. I'm going to say Bigelow. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I'm, gonna, ah, I'm really split between Bigelow and Reitman. But because it's one of those things where I know that Up in the Air is not going to win Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be either Bigelow or Reitman. I, ah. I think Up in the Air... This is the hardest think, one to I call think, for me. To be quite honest, I think Up in the Air is going to be happy with the nominations. and win. Sure. It might win screenplay. Wouldn't it's not going to win anything else. Yeah. No, I'm real split on this one. This is the hardest one to call for <laughs> me. Really, it is. So, okay. All right. Onto the onto the biggest of the I, big. I'm waffling. Sorry. Let's move <laughs> on. The biggest of the big best motion picture of the year, people. It's Avatar. All right. The Blind Side, District Nine. And I cannot believe Shush. this. Okay. And Education. Let's at least get them yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards. You have to say it kind of like you're Scandinavian. Either that or kind of retarded because it's bastards. Indeed. Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> a serious man, up and up in the air. Okay. Now, here's the most controversial. This, to me, is the most controversial nomination of the evening. Okay. And that is Up. They needed to pick. Why is it both Best Animated Feature and Best Picture? It should, yeah. they should have done one or the other. But, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you on that, but I think that I th- honestly, in my opinion, they threw that one in there because you know it made a ton of money. It's Pixar, it's Disney, or whatever, and it, there's no way it's going to win Best Picture. No. no way in hell. I did. I I was really surprised and very happy that District Nine was nominated because it is such a fine film. I haven't seen it yet, and I have it on my computer. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I loved it. I'm actually very surprised that it was nominated, but at the same time, I've heard nobody I've nobody I've heard talk about it or write about it said they didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's great that it was nominated. There's no way it's going to win. No way in hell. But it, I'm glad that it was nominated. The, the problem is with saying that is like when there was five pictures that were nominated. Yeah. And this is an Oscar episode, and like I said before, I can't stop saying pictures, um, which I never say. But like, we're talking like we're in the industry, and they all talk about the picture. Oh, can we get the picture over with? <laughs> anyway. So um, what were we saying here? So, okay. District 9, it's great that it was nominated. Uh, it's not going to win. Up is not going to win. 
Uh, Inglorious Bastards is not going to win. No. There's no way... Uh, what's the what's the real li- small, small one that was in there? Uh, an education or yeah, a yeah. serious man? Neither of those are going to win. Neither. So we got five down. Okay. So my... my my front runners for best picture are uh, Avatar, yes. Hurt Locker, okay, and if I got to take three, well, what are we left with? Up in the air, up, up in the air. No, I'm I said right. up's not up's not gonna win. Okay, fine. I can't. I'm not <laughs> listening to you. So oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are your th- What are your top three? What are my top three? What are yeah. my top three? Whoa. Yes. Okay. Um, Avatar, Hurt Locker, The Blind Side. Yeah. Okay. I'm torn. I, see, I'm torn. Maybe, maybe I'm over, over, um, overestimating The Blind Side, but from everything I hear about it, it's such a crowd pleaser, and Hollywood loves them. Yeah. But it's going to be overshadowed by Avatar in that fashion. Sure. My three top... Uh, my, God, oh, damn it! There's the phone again. Pause! So what are your top three? Okay, my top three... I mean, obviously Avatar has to be in there. Um, I'm going to say Avatar, Hurt Locker, and I will throw one in there uh, with Precious. Okay. Uh, and... I gotta say, I this is one that sort of it's hard to call because you can go the the Titanic route and say that it made the most money of all time, so obviously it's the, the best we, picture we of the year. Have to give it to it, yeah. Or it's the the Hurt Locker, which is this sort of timely, you know, gritty kind of uh, in a way underdog kind of movie that right. people really liked. Mm-hmm. And then also with the precious thing, it's 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 almost like uh, the the performance based kind of smaller movie. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're looking at me like no, no, <laughs> but, no. I I get it. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. But and, so hopefully, and see, if, and the Oscars love those movies, especially in the past ten years. The, they all. They, I swear, the Oscars. They always. People always, the reason they expanded it to 10 was because Hollywood was getting obsessive and going, well, it was small and it was arty, so let's nominate it for an Oscar. Sure, sure. Instead of nominating big pictures that people loved, they nominated people that critics loved. Sure, well, and it's funny though because you see the swing every so often where, like say for example, uh, Return of the King won every single Oscar that year. Uh Uh-huh. And it was not necessarily because it was just making just a shitload of money. Well, but in that, I think in that case especially, that was like a foregone conclusion. He'd made three great movies, they had to give it to one. That was sort of like an achievement award. Right, right. It was like, oh, well, we kind of have to give it to you, bud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Movies, you know, this is what movies are. But I think that I would be honestly a little surprised and extremely disappointed if Avatar won. See the goddamn movie. Okay. All and right. then make your judgments. Okay. 
See the goddamn movie. I don't get this weird obsession you have with the hatred of Avatar thing going for you thing, God. You know what it is? Yes. A blue person robbed me one time. Were you in Vegas? I was actually on the Star Trek Enterprise. And the girl said she was green. I was on the little chat thing. And she turned out to be blue. She stole my clothes like George Costanza in Seinfeld. Good acid? (laughs) You know what? I tried to make about 14 references in one sentence there. That uh, That was my goal. And you were wearing a red shirt. I was wearing a puppy shirt, actually. Oh. Ah. Okay. So, look, okay. You look like a bit of a dandy. Yeah, a little <laughs> a bit of a fancy boy. <laughs> I had my purse, and the cop so. would not stop washing <laughs> the sidewalk with his hose when a girl in her bra walked by. And I'm done. <sighs> okay. We're off track. <laughs> We've gone off the rail. Shit's flying around. <laughs> I'm sure Make your call. The Best picture of the year. My gun. Okay. Best picture of the year. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Hurt Locker is going to win. Okay. I will say Avatar for best picture. Well, I say the split with Catherine Bigelow winning and, and Avatar winning best picture. I can totally see that. Uh, Bigelow winning best director and yeah. Avatar winning best picture. Uh-huh. I can totally see that. Like I said, I'm going to go out on a limb, root for the underdog, and say Hurt Locker. But... We'll see. All right. And then uh, if you want to uh, give us your rants and raves, say we're idiots, say that I made way too many Seinfeld uh, references. <laughs> give us and a, give us your prediction. We yeah. want to know what you people we out there know. are thinking. And you know what I will do? In fact, here's what I'll do. If you people out there will send me your predictions, I will put together a whole Excel spreadsheet because I have Excel on my computer now uh, with who predicted what, how it turns out, Everything, send your predictions to canufbi at gmail.com. Oscar.com has a ballot you can copy to your computer and send to us. Yeah, yeah. Just make a copy of it. Check off your choices. Send us a copy. We'll be happy to uh, talk about it later. And you can call us idiots for saying that, uh, you know, Monique uh, didn't deserve it. And we will be having a podcast. It may be a very strange one, a very stop and start one. We're not going to make it four hours long. Yeah, yeah. But we will be discussing the Oscars and occasionally turning on the podcast on the when the Oscars air. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to do it like we're not going to sit there and go, "Oh, this commercial is good." You know what? (laughs) Another Sally Field commercial. It's going to be very sort of uh, stop and start, but at the same time, I think we we segue well enough to do that, don't you think? I hope so. Or Did I just, just wink get, at you? I think you might have. Wow. Weird. Okay, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we'll do that. And uh, anybody who wants, like I said, wants to uh, write in, give us your opinion. Um, we got canyoufbi at gmail.com. Look for us on iTunes. If you don't know we're on iTunes yet, then you have Fuck not been you. listening. Oh, hey, Phil. Come on. You love the listeners. I do not love the listeners. They need to get they to the chopper. They didn't vote for me for governor. They, don't, they do need to get to the chopper. <laughs> okay. You go so, down to the I'm plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, is it any p- parting thoughts, parting shots, parting gifts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. For those who can stop by, we have lovely Cartier gift bags. Just find me. 
Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Whoa. See, now that's dangerous. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people in this uh, podcast listening ship that actually do know where I live, I think. But not me. Ooh. So you're like the mystery man. I am. All right. Take if a... we ever put pictures of ourselves up, just put a big black. I'll do one of those like uh, cops style, like uh, <laughs> pixelated things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll be the mystery man. Good. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Take us out, Phil. Can you fucking believe the Oscars? <laughs> Shirley Bassey. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right.